Welcome to Composer's Favorites, a podcast by Film Scoring Tips. I am Giovanni Rotondo, and today we're gonna learn more about composer Tristan Noon's favorite things. Enjoy the show! Tristan is a composer and fantastic orchestrator. He worked on titles such as Lego The Incredibles, Doctor Who, The Edge of Reality, and Dynasties. Thank you so much for coming. No, thank you, Giovanni. It's um, really nice to be uh, to be on this on this show. So thank you. So you were super generous with the amount of favorites that you shared with me, and um, I'm gonna do my best to uh, to mention most, if not all, of them. Let's start with your favorite book. I, I know that uh, you sent me the, you know, the, the list of favorites a while ago, a few weeks ago, so you probably don't remember some of them. Which, <laughs> no, I don't remember any of them. Which is going to make it even, even better, in my opinion. It's going to be a supernatural reaction. Um, so I'm going to tell you what your favorite book was a few weeks ago. <laughs> it was an audiobook autobiography called Live to the Limit by Jensen Button. Can you tell us why this was your favorite audiobook? Well, you know what? Yeah, I mean, I've always liked things that are super honest and really authentic and genuine because I think there's so much out there that just sort of glorifies everything and makes things sound so much better than it is. Whereas when you come across something that is just telling the story as it was, you know, no frills attached sort of thing, I, I, really, I really enjoy reading or listening to those sorts of things. I, I thought I thought Jensen, even though he's not reading it himself, someone else is reading the audiobook, you just really get a sense of what it was like to to be an F1 driver. And as a massive F1 fan, um, I just found it super interesting to to hear sort of his, you know, good, good times and bad times. Because I think, you know, people think that when, you know, when, when other people are celebrities... I think they think, and we're, we're all guilty of this, we, we look up to celebrities and we think, oh, they've got an amazing life, they've got all this money and fame and whatever. But, but in reality, it, it, they, just, they go through just as much disappointment and hard times and whatever, as much as just anyone else, doesn't matter how much money you've got. So I just think it was really authentic and, and just hearing some sort of, hearing some of the stories about some of the characters in the, in the, in the paddock, um, it just uh, really opened my eyes to what what, it, what it's actually like behind closed doors. You know, the, the other sort of side that you don't see when you're watching F1 on Sky or whatever. You know, you don't see all these things that happen behind the scenes. And he really goes into detail about all the stuff that that, that happened in, in his early career and how he sort of got started and came from a sort of very working class background, very normal background, and obviously went on to become... A world champion so um yeah i just thought it was awesome lovely um your favorite film changes from day to day so back in the day where you sent me the <laughs> note it was skyfall um the film went on to win 
two Academy Awards, one for best song and one for best editing. What is about Skyfall that you like? And uh, is there a component linked to the score as well? You know, I think there's going to be a running theme in here, which is going to come to light very soon. And and just the sort of authenticity, I think that's going to be a running theme. But 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 the reason I like that film so much is because you you get to see Bond in his like raw kind of character state, and you you really get to know him in the in the sense that you know in all the other films he's just been killing people and punching people but but in this one he's sort of the man who's down you know he he he's really struggled he's 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 gone off he's gone off to a faraway land and sort of um you know he's sort of left mi5 essentially and and then he, and then he comes back and his fitness has gone downhill and he he can't seem to shoot on target and all that sort of stuff and you you just see sort of what it's really like whereas all the other films have been you know, um, Bond has got it all under control, but in, but in this one, it's the first time that you see see that he's pretty weak. You know that he's got he's got weaknesses and all that sort of stuff. So um, I just thought it was really interesting. It, it really opens up the character rather than just this sort of macho, hyper masculine character. He's the actually, usual, but yeah, the usual James yeah, Bond. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's, he's actually he's 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 actually really struggling and. Um, I just, I just thought that was awesome. It's the- Makes sense. Those are great reasons. Your favorite breakfast. You have, <laughs> you have two options. And I love to talk about uh, being Italian. I love to talk about food, so I, I couldn't, I couldn't avoid going there uh, fairly soon in our talk. Uh, it's either porridge, or, and I like this second one more. I must say, it, it sounds more uh, appetizing to me. Weetabix topped with a selection of nuts. Vanilla Alpro yogurt and Canadian maple syrup. Yeah, that is that is an unbeatable breakfast. To be fair, I mean, what kind of nuts? First of all, and tell me more about the vanilla Alpro yogurt. I've done some research, but I, I hadn't tasted it before. But I, I so, see. this is the secret: almonds, walnuts, uh, cashew nuts, uh, Brazil nuts. Um, oh, there's another one, pecan nuts. I think those are the those are the selection of nuts. Then there's the Alpro yogurt, um, which is a sort of dairy-free um, yogurt in a vanilla flavour. So you, you pour a bit of that over it, over the Weetabix. Um, then you you know actually you put the nuts on first then pour over the outpro and um and then uh yeah and then and then some maple syrup canadian maple syrup that sounds the- tasty i'm going to try that and uh, like a very light but yet energetic kind of yeah breakfast. exactly yeah you don't feel like bogged down with it like you know porridge is more of a sort of you you, you wouldn't go out cycling after porridge right um, so you you did mention Cycling, your your favorite form of exercise is road cycling, and I'm I must say we are friends on Facebook. Uh, we've been friends on Facebook for a few years now, and I've seen the occasional picture of you in full cycling setup, <laughs> which which I see with a mixture of uh, respect <laughs> and uh, fun. 
<laughs> Tell me more about it. Well, I, I, I can't remember when I actually filled in these questions, but I actually broke my wrist in, um, oh, no. in March from a cycling crash. So I got a nice little scar out of it. Oh, wow. I had to do it had to be operated on but um <laughs> that's a story for another day but um yeah no I, I love cycling because you know as you know yourself you're you're often sat in a in a room on your own and you're just staring at a screen whereas you know when you're out cycling you you know you if you like do a 40 mile ride or something you can be you can see like god knows how many how many parts of the countryside in loads of different places and it's just I don't know. It can be really sociable if you're going out with other people or if you just want to go out on your own and you just clear your head and just keep pedaling. And I just love the sense of freedom that you get and the speed. I love, I love, I love the speed. Um, going down, going downhill uh, really fast. <laughs> Which brings us, and there's no continuity at all between the two topics, to your favorite aftershave. That that <laughs> made me very curious about. Um, your favorite aftershave is Aventus by Creed, but the Eden version. So I'd like to know a little bit about what you like about uh, Aventus mm -hmm. by Creed and why the Eden version is the best. Well, the Eden version I, I buy because it is not tested on animals. Um, okay. And I don't like the idea of animals being tested on just for the sake of being able to smell good. Um so I get it for Eden do all these aftershaves, which are based on, you know, based on other aftershaves. And, uh, you know, they smell very similar, um, mm -hmm. but one of them is tested on animals, one of them isn't. Um, That's amazing. I didn't know that. So, yeah, go and, go and check them out. They're, they're, um, they're brilliant. They're very reasonably priced for, for what they are. And, and, the, and in terms of the smell, it just, I don't know, it's a very refreshing sort of, I don't know, cool not like cool as in, oh, you're a cool guy. Like just a sort of cool, refreshing sort of um, smell. <laughs> um, so your favorite boring household item is the Mako <laughs> Elever, the electric air duster blower. <laughs> I must tell you, this is one that I might buy after our interview, if you do a good job convincing oh, me. Oh my God. I feel like I've got to pitch it to you now. I'll try and sell it to you. Um, so it's 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 great in it's great in in a sense that it, it's so powerful. Honestly, you hold it and it nearly like moves your hand. Like it's that. If you put like if you point it at something, it will probably move it if it's not that heavy. Um, just because the air blowing out of it was just so powerful. Um, so it that the, there is one good thing, but there's one. <laughs> There's one sort of thing that I didn't think of when I bought it that that is as one of my friends Rob Hicks said to me the other day. He was like, um, "It blows the dust away, but where, where does it blow it to?" And it's like, uh, "Oh yeah, completely <laughs> forgot, <laughs> completely forgot." But it does, you know, if you've got like a really dusty, like my UAD interface here, um, you know, it, it some dust get like gets in places that you don't really want to be fiddling around with touching and stuff you don't want to put any brushes on it in case you scratch it but if you just put this thing on full power and sort of get it in the grooves then it just blows the dust out and then of course you can just do a normal dust afterwards um 
I never thought I'd be talking about dusting in, in, a, in something I, like this, but um, it's, it's actually, I take it really seriously because, you know, this, this stuff that we all have in our studios, it, it, it does get dusty and um, it, it's going to break down one day, right when you're in, a, in the middle of, middle of a job. So um, I don't know. Not only that, that you're absolutely right. And in my case, I, my, my, I, I like to work on portable gear always. Like I, I like to be able to take yeah, my studio with me everywhere. So I have a MacBook Pro and uh, thermal throttling was killing me. And the reason mm. why it would go in, in throttling fairly soon is because the vents were basically too full of dust. So I had to yeah. open the computer and, and dust it. Uh, with, mm. I had a hair can and, and I can see how yeah. not planet friendly that is. So yeah. that's, that's why yeah. I said I'm going to buy it because I, I think that's a very noble solution and for a, for a very bad problem that we do need to solve all of us now and then. Yeah, oh God, yeah. And it just, dust just looks horrible. It's like cables. It just sits there and your dead skin mocks you in a way, doesn't it? It just sort of looks back at you and it's like, you know, you just need to clear it off. But um, yeah, that is cool. my... That is, this is my studio uh, equipment choice <laughs> okay this brings us to our next segment which i like to call three words in five seconds um, oh god <laughs> i'm actually it's a little game that we're gonna play i'm actually refining the game with with some of uh, my guests i've not been able to to do a proper job so far so we'll see yeah. if this, okay if this right. format works um so the rules are very easy. I'm going to name to you a few of your favorites and you're going to tell me uh, three words that define that favorite for you. And you only okay. have five seconds each for each. Okay, so, ex so explain that again. So I just want to so, make sure I'm getting this right. Yeah. So I have here a little uh, audio help. It's a countdown. Mm -hmm. So you have this time to produce three words for the favorite <laughs> that define the favorite. So those three words. So for instance, if you ask me what's my favorite pet, I'm going to say uh, dogs. And in five seconds, I would try to find three words that define dogs for me. And I would say okay. loyal, sweet, playful. Okay. Yeah, but you gotcha. have only five seconds to, to oh, think God, of I'm those. Oh, awful at this. Awful. That's great. That's what I was hoping, actually. It's, it's going to make it <laughs> more entertaining for me and the audience, I'm sure. <laughs> Are you ready? Yeah. The first is your favorite TV drama, The Escape Artist. Go. Um, <laughs> real life. Um, scary. <laughs> <laughs> You said real life scary. That's great, actually. That's great. You 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 made it. Oh, you did God. it. That's that's brilliant. Good job. I you know I have high not hopes the best now. not the best best word choices, but that's brilliant. That's actually brilliant. Uh, now the first of your favorite albums. You have two. The first one is Hopes and Fears by Keen. Uh, is it pronounced Keen or Kane? Kane. Keen. Yeah, Keen. Keen. Uh, ready? I, you know, I asked only to give a little bit more of time. 
uh, and yeah, anti-friendly. Okay. Yeah. Anti uh, ready? Go. Okay, authentic, emotive, melodic. You are killing at this. You are, you are really good. And I think the really? format... Really? <laughs> yeah. I think the format works, actually. Your second favorite album is The Man Who by Travis. Go. Oh, well, I would also say melodic. Um, great lyrics. That's it. Three words. Melodic, great lyrics. Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> I mean, that was a bit of cheating going on there. Great lyrics was, was sort of one word. But, uh... well, well, no, it's, it's, it counts. It counts. And I can <laughs> say you, you've, you, have, you have a perfect score so far. So. <laughs> oh, God. Let's see how you fare with your favorite place you've ever stayed in. L.A. Ready? Go. Classy, um, vibey. Ah, finally, finally, finally you did, <laughs> you didn't do, you did just two words. Sorry, this kind of counts, but we'll see. <laughs> You'll, we'll see your final score. Uh, we have three to go. You're, you're doing very good. No pressure. Uh, your favorite lager is Moretti. Ready? Go. Tasty, <laughs> drunken. <laughs> you could have said Italian. I, you know, I, I would yeah, have given you. I would God. have given. I would have given you maximum votes, but now. Well, I literally I was just thinking it's an Italian lager right before we started yeah. that. <laughs> I didn't say it. The final two. Are you ready? Your favorite yeah. place to hang out is Soho House. Ready? Go. Calm, relaxing, vibey. That's brilliant with two seconds to go. That's amazing. And I must say, I'm a, I'm a fan myself of Soul House. Such a great place. I've only yeah. recently discovered Farmhouse for the first time. It was like Yeah, yeah, paradise. that's in Ox Oxfordshire, isn't it? Yeah. I'm not allowed to go there because that's not part of my membership. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you can go. You can go even without... I can go with someone else. I can go with no, someone no, else. No, no, I think you can go as a... You can just book a room. And, oh, can you? Yeah, yeah, I think you can. Ah, okay. Okay. Um, finally, your favorite decade of music. It's the 1980s. Ready? Go. Snare, reverb, melodies. Brilliant. Amazing. I give you a score of 42. Whatever that means. <laughs> That's a good score. Let's put it this way. It's a very good score. You can be proud of yourself. <laughs> I'm normally terrible at those sorts of things. And, um... <laughs> They weren't exactly the most complex words. I think my, you know what? I think my I, five-year-old niece could probably come up with better ones than that. But um, I, I don't think I don't think my next guests will be able to top your performance. Actually, it's <laughs> gonna be it's gonna be a tough one. You're gonna you're gonna stay in the history books of this podcast for a while. <laughs> uh, Excellent. Kristen, before we part ways, I wanted to ask you about your books. I know you've written two books, which is sensational can you tell us a, a little bit about them yeah so in a nutshell um from door to score is sort of talking about the studio environment and um how to take midi and turn it into notation in a very you know in the most basic form um and just talks about different job roles notes to notes is my second book and that's more aimed towards people starting up their own business um you know on the music side of things and 
how to sort of get going, how to find work, how to use social media in, uh, you know, in the best way that you can to promote yourself. Um, talks about how to, you know, deal with figures and finances because no, nobody ever tells you that sort of thing. It's like putting, you know, how much of your profits you should put to one side for tax. All those sorts of things, you know, anything sort of business-based is, is in there and, and bits about music as well. That sounds amazing. Those are essential readings for all film composers that are listening to us. Uh, Tristan, this was a blast. This was really fun. Thank you so much for coming to the show. No, thank you, Giovanni. It's been, it's been awesome. That's our show for today. We like to make our episodes roughly the same length, therefore we sometimes edit out some of the guests' favorites. However, extended cuts of the show are available to our Patreon subscribers. Check filmscoringtips.com slash content to find more about this. Thanks for joining us and see you soon.